Thank you for watching the Weeb Club for one year. Yay! Why are you still here? Our jokes aside, though, jokes aside, uh, we started this podcast a year ago, and you know it's been a it's been a wild ride. I didn't really expect anybody to watch this, but you know the fact that you guys are all here shows me that there is no hope for community. I mean, shows me that uh, we we need to keep going with this. So. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for one year of the Weeb Club. And on with episode 26. Three, two, one. Psychological warfare. Yeah, like now, like, you know what what's doing? I, you know what you're fucking doing, you son of a bitch? I figured it out. You're making me scared to call you out on things so that you can create your own fucking echo chamber. You motherfucker. You're actually <laughs> finally assimilating me into the hive mind. That's what Wait, you're fucking I'm, I, now He's I'm gaslighting confused. you. Now I'm confused, Oh my actually. god, he is gaslighting me. No, actually I'm confused now. I don't know what's happening. Oh, he's gaslighting himself now. Oh my I, god. I mean it. I'm so confused right now. Is this right what now. the era of gaslighting is? I don't even know anymore. I'm so tired. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Weave Club Backlog. It is I, Gaslight. It's me, Gaslighted. If this I'm motherfucker says five. Why'd you. Oh my fucking god. I'm actually mauling off the face of the earth. Hey, right Vindy, now. come here. Vindy, come here. Vindy, come here. Yeah. When are we gonna fucking kick this man out of this fucking podcast? I don't know. You want to know how he's gaslighting us right now? How he's fucking gaslighting us 99 right now? times out of 10, he says the line, Me, Kraftstorf. This time crazy. he said, I'm Kraftstorf. And now I'm questioning, did he really used to say me, Kraftstorf, every time? And you know what that is? That's me That's being gaslighting. gaslighted. You That's else gaslighting is, from Kraftstorf. You know what else is, would be gaslighting is changing some, an NPC's character description to make them love you. Hey, guys. God. But could you imagine being that Chadley and then fondling her tits just because you're a fucking gigantic? So, um, what are we watching next okay. time, guys? So, well, basically, normally the order is Vindy, Kraftstorf, what the what. However, <laughs> because chances, like, based on the we're time... gaslighters. Yes. We're gaslighters. Uh, also, I, I looked at, like, when the episodes are going to come out, and I realized that, like, we'll have watched the show before the next season starts. But next season, we're probably going to watch Mahoka Season 2 because we're masochists. But I haven't seen it yet, so for the Weep Club, uh, we're doing what the what's a long pick next, which is Mahoka, instead of my pick, which is getting put, we're just getting swapped for this round. Um, yeah, and, so, and so what we're doing from now on, I guess, is we're putting the long picks in That's between, a good idea, actually. Like, we're yeah. putting the long picks opposite the Patreon picks. So that, You know, like, that's a good idea. That I, I thought I, that's I, what I, we were doing. I thought of that. Um, as like no, we're sw- I, I wanted we we need we're doing this because we want Mahoka to come out close to the start of the next season. Oh, okay. So, and I looked at like oh racism wait. and incest. Well, we know? should just do it this way, anyways. I think. No, that's a good idea because like that was kind of an issue we were having where it's like because if we just did it in the same order, then we do what's what's long pick a patron pick and then Vinny's long pick, and that which is why we space it out. So right. and, 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 this wanted- way, and this way we always will be sandwiched between you know obviously the patrons sometimes will make us read a manga or something that isn't a long pick. But that way we'll always have, you know, and for those of you, I know some of y'all exist that watch the backlogs along with us, you'll have longer series broken up by shorter series, right? So well, I think that way just So no, so more no more like 40 episodes in a month kind of right. thing. Right, so, yeah. so, so then like the way that like next cycle it would work 
is um, oh God, I go in this second rotation. So after patron pick, right, next cycle, crafts picks, and then I pick, and then what? Yeah, yeah, for the got for the long pick, right? right. Okay. All right. Anyway, Overlord. Uh, so, what you did you? How much of it did you watch before? I watched the entire season back okay, in when it came out. Okay, because I dro- I I watched the first episode when I, when it came out, and then I dropped it after the first episode because I didn't like it. So. Oh. That's very sad. Well, okay. Regardless, um, oh yeah. While going, just going back, we're watching Mahoka, and we're are we also watching the movie? Just because I think yes, yeah, we're gonna watch because the it's movie. probably gonna be important. So yeah, um, I can't wait to watch fucking oh, racist incest. Jesus, I can't wait. You, yeah, I mean, I, you, I feel like we should just add the movie into it because the I I think the movie well, if it's important, important, then we important. might as well, you know. Yeah, right. So I think we should racism incest um, Jesus. Oh, dude, I can't wait to fucking see Misama, my hero, again. I love it. So have you You guys have seen the TV series, but not the movie, or both? I have not I seen the movie, seen but the I've seen the TV but series. but I've seen the TV series. Okay, gotcha. And let so, me so, tell you what. The TV series is something fucking else. It has a goaded Lisa opening that makes me very <laughs> upset. It does have a phenomenal Lisa opening. And then just fucking... The Tale of Gun Jesus Nisama, like, it really activates You forgot about the racism one, or xenophobic, I think it's xenophobic. It's it's more xenophobic than it is racist, Um, but, like, I would say that Mahoka is the kind of light novel adaptation that, like, people claim SAO is, but in in the best ways. Like, (laughs) like, it's so ridiculous- like, like, SAO was actually legitimately entertaining because when you, when you, if you've seen the show two or three times, right, and you're, you're, you've ascended when it comes to <laughs> online, you get enjoyment out of understanding what Reki Kawahara is trying to do. Um, and I'm actually, I want to talk about it because I think it, it, it is, you know, I want to talk about SAO with Overlord a little bit, uh, for a certain reason, but like, you understand what Reki Kawahara is trying to do. You're just like, God, you're so close, dude, but you're just not getting it. But you're so close, because I get it. Because you, when you see him actually succeed, you understand the character he's trying to make. Mahoka doesn't do that at all. It just wants to make fucking Nisama a fucking, like, actually gun Jesus. And because he is ironically like, gun Jesus. It's so fucking funny. It becomes, like, the most entertaining bullshit you've ever fucking seen in your life. And Look, I listen. adore it. Look, listen. <laughs> I had this show as a 1 out of 10 and I've been rewatching it on like one out of ten. No, I re I rewatched it like like literally months ago, and it's still a one. But now it's like you know, I think it's, it's the most entertaining one of all time. It is that it is. It, so it's cross hands. Okay. No. Okay. 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 Listen here, you old bitch motherfucker. You piece of shit, you stick motherfucker. I will fucking end your fucking life, you dumb bitch. I will... And also, just to mention, this is another light novel... Like, we are watching two light novel adaptations done by Madhouse in a row. Because while season two of this this show is not being done by Madhouse, season one is Madhouse. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, So, at the very least, the show looks good. Like, it does look legitimately good. I mean... Yeah. Do not fucking deny. Mahoka. What show are you talking about? Mahoka looks good. Overlord does not look good, and we'll get into why. But Mahoka does look good. Well, Overlord is kind of, like, there's aspects to it. Like, like uh, you know, like, the artwork is like fine usually, but it's also kind of blandish at times. Like, it's like there's there's parts of it that are good, and there are parts of it that 
are mid and not very good. So it, overall, it's kind of weak visually, but there's still like there's craft there at times. Like it, it's not it, it doesn't look bad. Basically, it doesn't look amazing. It it just looks kind of middling. Is how well, I put it. So Overlord, I think. At this point, I'm going to refer to it as, like, one of the biggest isekai, or, like, most famous isekai. It's popular, and I just don't understand why. <laughs> oh, I understand I... why. We'll talk, we'll talk about it, though, but basically, um, Overlord, if you're going to talk about a wish-fulfillment fantasy, there is no show that is the embodiment of the isekai wish-fulfillment fantasy than Overlord. And the only other one would be maybe, maybe? like, Gate. This guy can't have sex, though, so I don't know if that's He's true. made entirely of a bone. Okay. Drogex, is this the weed club where Vindy explains sex? <laughs> it was a joke, Vindy? Now, I know you have a hard time telling jokes, Vindy. That was a joke. Well, we- this, I, I don't know. This show isn't very good wish to film as fantasy because it doesn't have any good girls. Okay, Okay, fucker. well, okay. Okay, idiot. (laughs) I know that there are no six-year-olds, and the only lolly-like figure, fucking pads or fucking bra, okay? That does not mean that Albedo and fucking Nabe are not fucking hot. You fucking idiot. Well, Nabe isn't, and Albedo isn't above the neck. I'm actually just gonna fucking just leave now. Okay, you're the one who's like, twin tails make good handlebars when her two fucking horns are right there. Hello? I'm so fucking... But her faces are gross. Oh my fucking god. Oh my fucking... They're... I can't take these two anymore. I'm just... I'm just... I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm really tired. Her outfit's hot, but her face is gross. Why would you look at a woman's face? (laughs) What good is there? I'm gonna go in the fucking... Just sit here. Just sit here for a bit. God. No, I'm just gonna sit here. <laughs> sit here, have some fun. No, I'm but just, like, I'm, okay, I'm fuck gonna, you first of all. I'll bet it, but like, I think it's, yeah. it's not just that this is wish for uh, And of course, Vindy likes Nave, yeah. who he just wants to, yeah. uh, you know, call, Shut up. Shut call him up. a fucking don't water fucking beetle and step okay? on him. That's like, true, but yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh, yeah. God, you're yeah. such a bottom! Jesus I'm Christ! You're the bottomiest bottom on the weed club! Like I said. It's it's more no it's 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 more complicated than that. It's but no. it's not no. It's still it there. Is. It's it is. it's not wrong. Because it's it's not, not wrong. Because I don't want these fucking women to peg me, you fucking idiots. I'm not a goddamn bottom. I you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for anyone who wouldn't know, what though it left for like five like like fifteen seconds, they came back and Vinny said it's not like it wanted to peg me or anything, and then what left again? So the timing was so perfect, but no one else would understand that. Because <laughs> he didn't say anything. He didn't say a word when he came back in. I hope he said, like, in his audio, like, I'm going to join back now. And just hears that and leaves. But, uh, no, like, look. Like, I don't want these fucking, like, I don't want to be pegged. So I'm not a bottom. It's just that, like, <laughs> what joined again as I said it again. But it's that I want them to beat me up, but I still want to be on top. I just want them to make me be on top. Does that make sense? I want them to force me to be a top. That's what I I I kind of get it. Okay. Okay. Either way, whether or not I'm a bottom aside, that that doesn't matter. Uh, This show is really interesting to me because the entire time I was watching it, I felt like I should have heard it 
be hated more. Like, I've heard, like, very little con- t- discussion around the show. I just know it's, like, it's fairly popular on Mallet. And it's, like, it's, like, one of, yeah, one of the more popular Isekai series. Like, up there yeah. with, like, Ray Zero and Kunisuba. Like, and, um, and I feel like this is the kind of show, and this is what was so surprised me about that. Um, is that, like, I feel like this show has bad CG. Is a oh, the novel? CG fucking sucks. I oh. should have mentioned, like, it ends up kind of midly, but I forgot about the CG, which just... The CG just sucks. The CG blows fucking cock, right? So it has bad CG, and it's a light novel isekai where the character is insanely overpowered, right? Uh, it, it definitely relies a little bit, like... I don't think it's a stretch to say that Overlord is not preying, but is appealing to the Sword Art Online fan base, right? It's trying to be, like at least adjacent to that in some ways. Um, and it came out in 2015, when everyone already had this huge Sword Art Online hate boner going. So, like, I don't understand why there, why I never heard more negative discussion of Overlord. Because that was my main thought watching this entire show. Was well, that, that's like, another thing I was about to add. Like, despised the show. I was going to say, compared to, like, ReZero and Konosuba, like, those shows have a very clear visual style. They are well-written. Uh, Overlord... Like, I mean, the visuals are fine sometimes, but the writing, like, it's not badly written, but it's, like, I don't, I don't find it nearly as, like, well-written or interesting as, like, ReZero or anything, like, like, you know, no, so. It, it has things I liked about the writing. I, oh, I, yeah, like, I and there's definitely, like, there's interesting, like, there's an idea specifically that I feel like it's, it's, you know, that I've thought about at least from the premise of the show and, like, the first episode, and there's stuff that carries through, but it's also, like, a, it's it's season one of a three-season story that's, I'm sure, a still ongoing light novel series, so, you know, I don't know how it's mm-hmm. gonna touch on some of these the ideas it's messing with later but um it didn't do a whole lot in this season i i don't know again this i don't season know it felt like mostly set up like the last it also felt like they adapted one book across 13 episodes really it, i thought it was super obvious it was three books and was it, at it i just is three books okay oh, it's just, I can just tell so you right slow now it, the could, it was are. so slow it could have been one uh book one ends the episode uh the book one and i haven't looked this up to make sure but i would be willing to put money the book one the end of book one is um the the arc where they're at the village uh that they go back to in book two so so the end of book one is the village and then book two is everything in that town and then book three is the last arc yeah okay that's fair again it just felt so slow to me that it's like well it could have been one it's just like dragged uh out to the whole season you know and I have so. the mouth page up right now, and it says background Overlord adapts the first three novels okay. of the uh, light novel series. So um, th- that's the thing. It's like you know, I feel like Konosuba as well is one of those light novel adaptations. You can kind of tell where the books are, right? Yeah. You're you're watching Konosuba, and you're like, okay, the end of the first half of season one is 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 you know, like end of episode five is book one, end of episode ten of season one is book two, fucking end of episode five because like it has these climaxes to him right yes and, and i think that that is kind of i don't want to say necessarily the problem but i think that is an aspect of like kind of light novel storytelling and it, well, it, yeah and it definitely affects the structure of the show because i remember like i um is is this a zombie very much felt that because it's another light novel ad- right. adaption you know so just it, it just and it, it well because haruhi is an example that's discussed because it has two different watch orders and the it and yeah, where the climax of the actual season lands is important. Because what if like, okay, what if it adapts two books and the climax of the first book is bigger in, in like scale and emotion than the climax of the second book? Then like, right. okay, um, 
you know, then like this, it's going to feel weird because like, you got the big step in the middle. Like I, um, I think, and you know, I don't even disagree, but with like, I, I like no game, no life, but it, it kind of like peaks in the middle, like, because mm-hmm. the middle stuff is so cool and over the top. And like the, the whole second half is like just one game. That's not, it's fine, but it's not as good as the, some of the earlier stuff. So it just kind of like, like it's, I, it's, I like the show. But, you know, it, it has that light novel thing where it's like it seems to peak earlier and then later it's not as it's good, but not as good because it's just not a, a good at, or the, 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 the second novel it adapts isn't as good as the first novel, basically. You know what I you understand? What yeah, I mean? no, I, I And again, I think it's like the difference between like something that's like an, a light like again, it always comes down to what it's adapting. So when you have a manga adaptation, the problem is almost the inverse where you have this you're what you're adapting is the series that is meant to go for years every week until it ends. You know, and, and if you have something like Naruto, like if One Piece was done now, for example, right, where the current mm-hmm. trend with shonen anime is to um, actually do it in seasons, right? Do it in seasons, right? One Piece would end at the end of every either major arc or minor arc, right? Yeah, and it, um, like like East Blue would probably, you know, or it, it, I don't know, I don't know, I, I haven't thought about it before, but yeah, I but can like, see that's how, how I can see how it would be. Like it still have longer ones because, like, you know, I mean, maybe Dress Rosa would get be split into like you know two or four, uh, you know, right. individual like seasons, you know. But, um, but yeah, like that's how that would be done, and but like like how how he's done, but that's still not ideal for these series because then you're having to stretch. Or shorten like arc lengths to fit into this twelve or twenty five episode yeah, format, yeah, which can or can't work depending on you know like right the what they're adapting and right. how. And with know, light novels, it's you have and like because it's a novel, it has to have an end. You have to have an end to your book, right? So because it ends, like if you're paying attention, you'd be like, oh yeah, okay, that's where that's where a conflict ends. That's where a book would have ended. This is where the next book ended, right? And, and so because of that, I definitely feel like with light novel adaptations, you have like the inverse of manga adaptations where now it's we're adapting a bunch of mini stories that create a larger story mm-hmm. and you can tell when that happens um, as opposed to what you get with, uh, with manga adaptations. Mm-hmm. What the what? What do you have to say about that? Uh, so I think, uh, I think it might become clear throughout the course of this, we, this backlog episode that I have the most positive opinion of Overlord. Which is, uh, what, what was the score you gave it before when you finished it? Um, so when I first finished it, it was an eight. Then after like re, re-scoring my things and I was being a dumb shit, I gave it a three. <coughs> um, and uh, because I realized that I didn't care about anything about it back then, because ultimately I was watching it because haha, funny fight, cool, and it was a seasonal. And then now I rewatched it. And so when I made my isekai video, I did a lot of research in regards to like other like things regarding like why isekai stories are structured the way they are. And in my isekai video, I brought up the topic of like how isekai stories start their characters off overpowered inherently as as a way to avoid as to work their way around the typical t- multatakai st- yes, style story right, which, and right. instead address some a conflict that's internal rather than external which is like which which again you'll find more like people like joe arguing in his like isekai series and like whenever discussing things like that because overlord is a show that he talks about a lot because in particular overlord represents is the embodiment of the kind of story that deals with a lot of like um themes of like the idea of uh, abandoning Mo entirely for the sake of addressing something 
that he physically like usually it's it's connection usually it's communication and in this like with Reezer we see that with the theme of communicate like with with Subaru's inability to communicate his issues we have we have you know sword out on a line where like you know, Kirito like avoids like you know to, like opening up his like how he like opening up to people and in Overlord in particular it's it's actually I found it pretty interesting the way they went about like this conflict that he has because he's overpowered in the sense that that like it's he's you know he's he's not challenged by anything really ever in this it's he's he's look he literally he's not challenged physically well and no he's well he's and he's not challenged well there's look there's there's i'm which is just like his the remnants of his guild that has all these npcs they're all God, like, like, um, what they're, they're the player, the player characters in the are basically like god level, and the NPCs of which are also like far stronger. Like, there's like, oh, I'm one of the strongest people in the world. Look, and then someone challenges him with like, I've got this seven, this magic item that could do a seven tier spell, and and then um, Ions is like, yeah, I can do tenth t- uh, tier spells and like special tier spells, and there's also world tier items that are even stronger. So it's like he's on twelve, he's on like fucking twelfth tier, <laughs> like and se- like fifth tier is the most that a normal human could cast, like a hero specifically, like. He they, he's just naturally like so far like he he nerfs himself as an adventurer and he still like easily makes like the highest rank of like god tier like like it would basically be like a G rank you know master or, you know master rank hunter easily like just on accident more or less you know j- just jumped immediately to that because of how fucking big right. his bone skeleton dick is yeah you're right I mean no he's he's definitely got fucking like a latrion armor <laughs> right right and I I kept thinking of, of course I. I, I kept thinking about, Is like, you know, One Punch Man. Glass? No, I dropped my water bottle. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I did keep thinking about just... I mean, you know, One Punch Man is a very, like, easy example of just, like, how strong... Every, like, there's the one... Um, I guess it's... Uh, let's get into spoilers, and we're not into spoilers yet. But, you know, there's, like, all these strong characters who think they're hot shit, and then they encounter, you know, someone from Ainz's group, and suddenly they aren't hot shit anymore. Um... Right. So and how they respond to that and that kind of that that aspect of the show definitely reminded me of One Punch Man because that's very much what well, it is about is okay the guy who's the strongest and how do people respond when they find someone who's just that much stronger than them. There's also like the difference is that One Punch Man is very much a story that deals with the inherent topic of strength. Like it, it's like it inherently makes like Saitama this character who can't relate to anybody. Or like seeing like you're like he can't find enjoyment in what he does because he's so strong and like brings these people around him because like he causes like a change in them and they admire him and stuff like that and he's able to connect with them where otherwise he they wouldn't like otherwise anyone else wouldn't because like they're otherwise they're like isolated but like um, the way Overlord goes about it is interesting because it's more it's more so like he not only is he the strongest person in this world and this is revealed in like episode one so it's not technically a spoiler he was basically the only one who still clung to this game yggdrasil he's like yes he's the only one who still clung to it and and throughout the entire story you get this you he keeps bringing up the fact that Ein's own eyes ghoul their their um fucking um their guild was the strongest in the entire game based off of all of their efforts and all of their hard work so this is at this point where like all of that Motatakai has been taken out of the way yeah and he's the only one who still cared enough to hold on to everything because because like one of their main requirements for the guild that they had for their guild 
was that like they all had to be functioning members of society and all of them right, eventually... and also have not right the non-human avatars yeah. well because i guess i don't know if this is where you're going with it but one interesting thing i, th- I thought of more more or less just this conversation was how like yeah that tatakai they put in was for a game but now he has this god dear power up against people who are putting in that that effort as human beings risking their actual lives in like mortal combat and there's an, like there's so... an interesting thing they add into it is the fact that like he keeps bringing up the fact that like oh i don't feel anything by seeing this maybe it's because i'm an undead or there's like the fact that he's he's pretending yeah, that Yeah, it's it's like and you know he also has like the emotion muting spell that triggers sometimes when he gets like heated or um whatever but so like you know there's like systems in place that are keeping well uh, what i saw it is like cuz he's compared to gods he's a creator he's made beings and so it's also like well this is how a god would likely see mortals is he's just so far above them and of course it also works like he's a player and they're npcs like you know he just doesn't like there's he doesn't care you know um, because like that's just normally how a player or a god would see things because they're just they're he's just literally on a higher plane of existence than these people you know um, in the in the everyone else in the world basically so and and it's like the fact that the entire story is essentially just him like really fucking up ways to like try to connect with people or like try to connect because the entire the entire idea is that he's the only one left from Yggdrasil that he knows of. So and he's trying to right find more people by spreading the name of his famous guild across the and trying to you and know, the only again, connect and his people hate humans they hate people and like <laughs> they're like let's fucking kill them all and take over the world and that's all they're concerned with so it's like well this was uh, a thought I had it was in one of Joe's videos pause and select videos where he talked about again the power thing because yeah Ainz has a huge amount of power as this like again this godly being but his subordinates have a kind of power over him because he has to play the character of the overlord like he can't like the, the, the identity is as kind of up because there's there's momonga who's the real person who's kind of just a, a nerd who's really attached to this video game and doesn't want to let it go but then to his subordinates he has to be eins he has to be this oh this overlord and yeah he's a kind one but he's also he has to be he, you know there's things expected of a leader but then he's also mom on the adventurer so it's like he's got these different characters what i you think know? is interesting is this idea that the world and and whatever the fuck is because obviously what happens is right what happened and i'm sure there's a couple is everyone who was in the game at the time and all the npcs were um, and I think this was touched on actually in a moment in the series um, where uh, people were talking about um, how Seiyus give a soul to a character. Mm-hmm. Is like the soul inside all these objects was transported to another world or whatever the fuck, right? Um, through Basic- their want to stay in this world with these people, right? Because that that's a large part of it is that like he feels bad because the, the game he, lo- he had this community on is shutting down and so now... And, and it's, it's even that, like, you know, he, he doesn't miss his life in, in, in real life, right? As a salary man or whatever he was. He misses his life as mm-hmm. an adventurer with a party. Um, he yeah. misses the life he used to have in the game. And it was that life that made him want to spend the game's final moments in it. Well, um, that goes into another thing Pause and Suck talks about is the transference and how that aspect is pretty important to thematically setting up what an isekai is doing. And what, this is kind of what I was saying earlier about how, like, oh, the idea that interests you the most in the series, and that is kind of like the sort of uh, transience of the experience of these sort of MMOs, where it's like, I think it was like Final Fantasy XI that ended with a meteor strike. Like, if you were on the game when it ended, like, it was, it was framed as like, a meteor comes down and ends the world, basically. Like... Mm. 
Um, so because all these MMOs are these experiences that like aside from the the occasional like, you know, RuneScape or WoW or the World of Warcraft where they have these, you know, legacy servers, you can't archive them the same way you can other games or art or anything like that. Right. So, and, you know, so he has this longing for something that like even like playing MMOs in the early 2000s or even the mid 2000s compared to now is very different. So right. like and so he has an understandable longing for that. But it, you know, so he, but now he's transferred to this isekai because of that longing. Because again, he was the only one that we know of. And the only, so we can assume that the only other people who are going to be there feel the same way as him, where they just cared so deeply about this game that they were there in its last moments. And what I think is interesting is on top of that is like this idea that like his, um, like what he had, like what he had in people, right? Um, are now turning into these NPCs, you know? And, like, these NPCs are, are filling that void. Obviously, the difference is they expect things of him and, um, you know... They uh, don't. They view him as above them rather than being right. alongside him. And, and I want to see that change, and I expect that will change as we see the story go. I, I would be surprised if it didn't go that direction. I, I really would, because I think there's... Uh, I don't know, like, I just feel like that's, like, the obvious point that, that it's trying to make eventually, right? Is that, like, you know, he he's finding these connections, and that's what, you know, I, we'll get more into it with spoilers, but he's finding these connections with the people at, what is it, I, I don't even want to try to pronounce it. <laughs> they got uh, some weird fucking the, fantasy names that I'm not Nazareth, even <laughs> whatever, the, Nazareth? Yeah, Nazareth. The people in Nazareth like, with him. It's Nazareth, um, I think. Yeah, whatever the fuck it is. The people there with him, like, are going to become that party that he, he, he feels this longing for. Because, like, you can already see that, like, he's starting to have, like, you know... Th- there was a, uh, one scene in particular that really showed that. Um, where he was still trying to treat them like NPCs. And one character that Craft Store, for some reason, hates because he's stupid and stinky and uh, a dumbass. <laughs> um, kind of, like, changed his mind a little bit about it, you know? And I, I loved another thing he said, but uh, that all will get into spoilers. But I was going to mention earlier... Is this idea that you see where, like, the world is forcing him to act a certain way, right? When his emotions get too high, whatever brought him to this world is forcing him to calm down and act the part of an undead. You know, he mentioned, like, his libido is gone. And um, there are moments where he gets, like, embarrassed and it actively calms him down and stops him from being like that. Uh, And I, I, I would love to see at some point in this series, in the next two seasons or after that, him kind of, um break past that or break outside of that i guess and move past someone who is constantly getting embarrassed over things mm. and it sounds like we should move into spoilers because yeah, a lot of know, we, we, we've, we've talked quite talk. a bit already and like well because i do think yeah there's some interesting stuff especially in like the construction of it, the, like the the series but uh mm. spoilers will have to go into more specifics i think right it's like video so all right spoilers spoilers good opening yeah Okay, I'm gonna mute what the what. Okay, well, unlucky, I think. Uh, also, so, speaking of openings, um, <laughs> why is this God of High School character in the show? Well, so now we're ending the podcast. Thank you guys for watching. <laughs> um, we're, we're, we're ending the podcast now. Tell me that's not the first thing you guys thought. It's not really, because I oh. try not to think about it. Uh, I try not to think about it. No, it wasn't. I, I sad that I'm funnier than you guys. Is that what you think that is? Is that what you think that is? 
Crabstork watches fucking Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and goes, They go, ha, ha, God of high school. school. Is that a God of High School reference? Crabstork gets sick, like, has, like, a cold, and then goes in the mirror and says, Am I God of High School? Crabstork fucking sees Korean art styles, yo. Is this a God of High School reference? Are you God of High School? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Holy shit. Your laugh is the worst thing on planet fucking Earth. Holy shit. Don't be mean to Crabstork's fucking seal laugh. It, it, it inspires shit. me. It gives me hope. It inspires Shut me up. to never have a shittier laugh than that. Shut uh, up. You're so God. toxic to my sweet fucking crafts. Shut up. Don't one reason. One reason why I believe that Overlord is adapted the way it is is because, like, it's extremely information heavy. Like, and I know that every single piece of information that it talks about is important for the sake of telling the story. Right. And, like, it's so dense. Like, there's so much, like, that they have to say in order for you to, like, understand. Because it's, like, it's very much this story of world conquest. And it's, like, there's a lot of, like, details he has to go to. 90% of the show is just information gathering about this world. And him realizing right. what he knows and doesn't know. Because it all eventually becomes important for the yeah, sake well, of, like... Yeah, well, that's what this season's about, right? Is him trying to understand what happened to him. So, I don't mind any of the exposition because, I again, like, I understand that it is all... A, like... It's one of those situations where we are learning this as well as the characters, so I I don't even think that that is yeah, a problem. Yeah, well, and that's also well because like also how does he beat the beat shelter in the end? Information, knowledge, and part of the reason no, like, he beats why... it through microtransactions. Okay, okay. Also, pay to like yeah, the real overworld world the uh, the the real overlord is pay to win players. That's true. That's um, epic. <laughs> Kind of based. He, he beats her through his fucking deep ass pockets, dude. <laughs> uh, but um, but anyway, no, I was gonna say like, and well, but he also knew her like abilities. It's like he said, like, oh, I think you, I know you the best after um, perfect or actor or whoever the one I, he made was. But no, well, that's also part of why I was thinking about. I mentioned earlier the sort of um archival and like the fact that like we you know these experiences that don't exist anymore and which because yeah information he he becomes momon for information that's how a big part of why he's able to defeat shaltier like information is a huge part of the story and like what he's doing and that's uh so that's just another sort of idea that's tied into what i was thinking about with the the mmo our experience because and again we could also tie this to um the npcs at um nazarick where they're um they're the memories of his friends like they're the uh, things that they yes. created and um <coughs> Well, and yeah. so, like, and he sees part of, like, there's the one, like, I think it was um, Mare and Shal- the two of them were arguing, and he's like, oh, it reminds me of how those two of my friends would argue, like, because they're, they're echoes of those original players, right. so, um, and that's why he, because, like, why he went to fight Shaltier at the end is because he wants, he doesn't want to see them fighting, and he wants to preserve them, because, again, that's why he was here, because he deeply loves this game and the memories he had in it, and so, like, of course, he's literally going to defend the memories of his, those friends as much as he can. Like, there's some scenes in this show that are just straight fucked. Like, they're just straight fucked. Like, when he's hanging out with that guild the entire time, and he's like, they're like trying to open up, they're trying to get him to open Ooh, up, I trying to learn. I fucking love, by the way. Look, it's so fucked the way that, like, what happens to them. Because it's like, they're all, he's making friends with them, he's learning about their backstories, and we learn all about them on purpose, and then they just fucking die. Like, I mean, I saw that shit coming. I well, no, but like. Them, Cause like he has all the fucking like like all the ways to heal them, but like he just sees them and he's like, well, like all he says is is like he's displeased with the outcome, and he tries to justify it with like, oh, like there's a lot of moments when you watch this and you're like, he's acting like he's real. He's like he's you can kind of see that it's almost like he's sort of lying to himself because he's like, oh, 
See, I'm di- I'm displeased. I only I only like they were insignificant to me I'm because they were like, yeah, he, I'm just built different. Like they were just like they were just using my they were just using them for information or whatever. But like you can tell that like he's like actually kind of pissed deep down. He's like he's 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 like he's gonna fucking kill you just because like you did something to it's like it hurt him, you know. And it's like right. he's constantly fighting that throughout the entire show, and it's interesting, right? Because while he's like trying to talk to, talk to his like subordinates about you guys gotta have fucking like empathy for these humans that you guys see as bugs, he himself is still like viewing the entire world as like a game. So right, it's interesting to think about. Well, he's like in this crossroads, right, where he's in between viewing it as a game and viewing it as like not a game. Um, and that's why I wanted to go back really quickly on two things Craftstore said, which is one he's talking about how like he sees them as echoes of of his previous guild members, and that's why I love the moment where he says that like. He loves all the NPCs because they were made by his previous friends, and because except like, the one he made, who is just cringy, and he like <laughs> he wants to die. Craftsworth, like I love NPC like that. Probably that shit was funny, but no, that was well because he's like starts speaking German. He's like, no, stop, stop, no it. German. You're gonna get no. Canceled. What are you gonna start? You're gonna get canceled. You know, you might go to art school. Uh, that was funny. Yeah, so that that's one thing, right? But I think the other the other thing is again, like when he went to be an adventurer in the guild, his name was Mo- Momon, which is similar to Momonga because his life is a as an adventurer is is a parallel to his life as the, from being in the MMO. But he changes his name as the uh, the Overlord to Einzel Gone because he's trying to one get the name out to see if there's anyone else like him well, because he's also, the last you know, living memory of all of them right combined. he's also the last living memory and he wants that memory to live on and so there are all these reasons um but like there's two sides of him now right and i think that that's a cool and interesting like idea. it's interesting like when he's hanging out with that guild that they, when they talk about him they're like that's the way a man acts when he's lost all of his comrades in battle and like the way he acts as if they're dead like he act when he when they start talking when he starts talking about them he acts as if they're just straight up dead like they're gone they're never gonna be there because right because the, as far as he knows he's not gonna go back and then as of the end of the series we saw he's not going to the real world he's done you know like he's stuck there because he made the promise to fucking Alberta. oh my god grooming <laughs> shut up grooming gaslighting altering the source code. And I'll tell you, I can tell you why people are easier on Overlord than it, than they are on Sword Art Online. And it's pretty simple, right? Sword Art Online doesn't concern itself with, like, game, like, the structure of games and shit. Like, it uses it as a medium and then just kind of just moves the fuck on because it wants to tell a story. Mm. Well, it and- also, like, uh, well, because, I, 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 you know, you just made me think of, um, you know, Mother's Basement's video, like, SAO would be a bad video it. game. But where, like, Overlord, it's very clear, like, oh, you know what? This doesn't actually, like, like oh, he's these are differences. Like, things have changed. It's not the game. It's not like right. Log Horizon where, yeah, he's in this world that has the same mechanics as the game. Like, it kind of does. Well, there's similarities, but it's there's also differences, and he's trying to learn well, those can differences. I tell you, so, can I tell you what it is? Because uh, it's literally just people think Overlord is smarter. 
and therefore they like it because it has a lot of words and like it has a lot of in quote-unquote intricacies so they're like haha overlord's smarter than sword art online so even though it's a wish fulfillment story it's still smarter i would say that this one season of overlord is i mean it is better written than the first season of sao which again like you're comparing like a story made by a high schooler like rushed for a contest and and revised to a you know presumably he had more time with this one and it wasn't for a contest like he was able to like construct it you know well, like um, ultimately it's like it's kind of funny though because like sword art online is a story very much rooted in the emotional and the emotional aspect of the situation right. rather than overlord which focuses very much on like the technical aspects a lot of the time in order to have that like emotional core underneath so it's like one of them is just going full for full force with like the the actual like emotion of like what would be what it would be like being trapped in a game versus overlord which Again, mirroring the main character, he's like he's like disconnected, you know, like in emotionally at a certain point, and like is very much very calculating and very like logical, and a lot of like his like there's like maybe twenty times where he's actually like act like acting out on emotions and shit in this show, and like uh, most of those times he gets the uh, the the aura the of the spell that just like keeps him in check. So. Yeah, right. like one time he got horny and he's like they had the spell like you know. Yeah, and, um, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. It was something about, well, like, yeah, and that's really like, one of Amongus' big, like, moments throughout the series is, like, when he realized, like, no, this is my fault. I didn't think about all the possibilities, right? Because, like, his issue that he has with himself was that he wasn't a good enough leader. He wasn't calculating enough. He wasn't, it, it, it's the, the, like, he wasn't, he was too emotional, you know? He wasn't thinking of all the possibilities because he didn't have that information. Yeah, it's like he's he's at odds with his own humanity that he's like he's like he he like he's like it's which is why like it's important that he interacts with the humans and stuff like that because he wants that he has to retain that humanity inside of him and why like a big big deal with the fucking floor guardians is that they all hate humans because they see themselves as above them, which is interesting. It's kind of cool, yeah. kind of based. Hamusuke, Vindy is in this show. <laughs> <laughs> the He's fucking the one. second I saw this motherfucker's fucking rodent fucking mouth, I was like, "Oh, I can't wait for someone to say I'm in the show." Haha. Man, I, I are you? Hey, wise guardian of the forest. You know what was funny about that shit was that like these humans are like actually just so like they don't know what real power is, so they just see Hamuske and they're like, "Holy shit! What, what a wise, cool guy! What what a fucking..." Well, and then Ayn sees him and he's just like, "Oh, a pet." And he, like, he, he was like, like the equivalent of a like a level eighty mount in World of Warcraft. Did you see him like, like hitting the ground with the sword? He's like I'm fucking. <laughs> he's so did, like he wanted like because yeah he does yeah he was looking for something more and he didn't get it. And then he like goes to them he's like yeah it's a hamster and they're like holy shit what a cool guy and they're like he's like oh my fucking god. <laughs> oh and I guess just to be clear on something I said earlier when I said when I was you know make, talking about the power and stuff I was talking about like the swordsman guy who's like I came up with these techniques to beat the other swordsman guy and then uh, he fights Shaltier and she just like uh, oh. make, makes him run away and piss his pants basically Shaltier hot by the way Vindy likes Shaltier when she's in her fucking manic form I like Shaltier no, <laughs> with her leech mouth like yeah he loves that shit Dude, he loves that I, shit he wants to feel, God, he wants imagine to feel that those, leech mouth know, around my dick. Like he wants no, to feel those individual know. teeth caressing his fucking <laughs> fucking dick. Do you know how mad I was? No, I was fucking watching this show and Shaltier went to her manic for and I was like, what the fuck did they do to her? No, you were like, yes, please. Hurt yes, please. Me, Vindy. Me, Vindy, me like. Girl. 
was ruined. Me Vindy, me like, me I think it hot. So me Vindy, me Vindy, me want to feel her lamprey mouth around my cock and dick. <laughs> I mean, that was in the OP, so it's on you, Vindy. Yeah, it's on you, Vindy. Fuck you. She looked like the typical, like, um, craft store subscriber. Like, I don't no. know. She's hot before? She's hot when she's not in her manic mode, okay? Before she was the typical but, what I mean, the she's subscriber. she's not as hot. Not. Okay, well, we still need to talk about the best goddamn character in this series, actually. Albedo? Gaslighting? No. My hero, Coicutis. I mean... If you don't remember who he is, he has one good moment in the entire series. It's in episode two. Yeah, he's and like, it's when he wants these shipping. He, want, he wants it's boy. when Shaltier and Albedo are talking about how they're gonna have Momonga's kid, and they mention, but you can be an uncle. And this big fucking whatever the fuck praying mantis monster, whatever the fuck he is, big bug. He's like, right? he's like Walker. I was like, I gotta be an uncle. I gotta be an uncle. And that's like the only fucking good moment that this guy has. But I fucking stand it. Okay. Um, a crash. Did you know that all young men m- must wear girl clothes? <laughs> well the creator was a degenerate and he's like haha i'm gonna make the little boy elf wear the girl clothes well, wasn't i'm it, gonna make the little girl elf wear the, the guy clothes it wasn't the creator oh wait no who was the crew was the voice actress that was wasn't it uh, it was it was the voice actress who made the two l so it was her the arrow, the arrow game voice actress yeah god remember when the one they were having the flashback and the one guy was like yeah i wanted to buy this arrow <laughs> game but she voiced one of the characters so it's weird so, and nines is like ah damn no, no that is chadley okay i uh, respect uh, no 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 let me explain uh, i will uh, i respect uh, not being able to buy an arrogate because your sister was okay i was about to fucking say i was the degenerate about to play is say. dude i fucking beat off the lunaxor play sister <laughs> the lunaxor right. play yes man if i hear that man talk about incest one more fucking time i'm going to lose a fucking brain cell like, well, I, um dude okay what the what you agree with me right the the um oh sorry, I, I have to approve a comment i just checked my my approved comments and uh somebody commented fuck rock lee on the plane stream based based so i have to approve it hard work beats talent Let's someone go. also commented on my videos and said quit being an alcoholic so i feel like i have to approve that one as well uh no no, no. okay i'm sorry so um <laughs> fuck what was the thing you said right before Oh my fucking god, we're talking about how incest uh, The arrow gay voice actress, uh, incest. Oh, yeah, no, look, <laughs> Luna's a fucking dumbass, because you would agree, what, right? That the appeal of, like, step-sibling porn is that it's someone who wants to fuck you that is in close vicinity and lives in your house, as opposed to the blood relation, like some kind of fucking weirdo. Imagine right? being turned on by the blood relation. Right, like, the hot part is that it's a hot girl in your home who wants to have sex with you all the time, no strings attached, right? Hey, Krausdorf. We're gonna, yeah. Let's have a am conversation. I wrong? <laughs> let's have a conversation. This is really. Um, Craftsworth, am I wrong? Craftsworth, am I wrong? What's up? What? Uh, so uh, tell me that I'm wrong, right? So, uh, so I just uh, don't care about incest at all. Go on, what? Uh, uh, it's not uh, incest uh, when there's no blood relation. Uh, I don't care. Isn't it interesting, right? The demiurg is like demiurg is at, at first he, the entire <gasps> time, like when they fly he flies up with him, and he's like he hears like Ein's Ein's just sitting there looking at this guy. He's like, yeah. I want to, uh, maybe I was brought here to obtain this box of treasures. And he says it like, you know, like a nice little thing, poetic thing. He said, and he looks down at the ground. He's like, you know, 
It'd be pretty cool, I guess, to conquer the world. And then fucking Alvedo fucking says, Demiurg, repeat what the fuck fucking fucking Lord Ayn said. He's like, we're going to take over the fucking war boys. Let's fucking go. They're like, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. And they're all losing their shit. Meanwhile, like, Heinz is just like, I mean, that'd be pretty nice. You know, I want to get my name out there, you know. pretty nice. Like, constantly, they're all just misunderstanding his fucking intent all the time, it's fucking great. Like, their misconceptions about everything, like, their owner, their their creator said is so fucking funny. There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't like incest, there's nothing wrong with that. I guess we mentioned, um, I think, um, Clementine, or, they say Clementine in the show, but it's like, it's spelled, I don't understand. But, uh, Todd Fuck. Yeah, that that's well, yeah, I, was gonna I expected say, that to come. Um, I also uh Aoki or she or Aoki, I mixed up the name. Somebody Aoki Boyster. And like that's not oh, like I, I remember that like before I didn't watch the show but I saw that like a clip and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting that this uh, you know, cuz it's a it's out of type for her." And so so it, Clementine's a very unique voice for Aoyuki in my experience. So yeah. what um, yeah. So, so yeah. I just, I just, it was, it was neat to see her do a role that she normally does. And I, I like that because, like, Hanakana always has all these so sleepy funny. voice characters, honestly, and I'm kind of bored of those performances, know. frankly speaking. Yeah, you want so some wide awake a, as you're fucking fucking them. What? So if she, uh, uh, I don't have much more to say. I'm on the show, speaking honestly. Spanish, okay, not Japanese. You racist fuck. Um, I said porque. Uh, no, no, por qué? Cusay. Cus. Por qué? Tu so. Tu so vaca. Tu es estúpido. Viva la México. No, no, fuck. That was a fucking Hajime Noipo reference. That was a Hajime Noipo reference. That was a fucking Hajime Noipo reference. That was a fucking Hajime Noipo reference that I just made and you didn't like. Viva el Tigre. But anyway. I don't care. I don't care. Because I fucking couldn't speak the language of my people correctly and I'm fucking mauling about it. Okay? That's what I care more about. Kokujin. Anyway, so like, um. Fucking Albedo has a fucking Einzel Ghoul um body pillow, <laughs> and she was like, she was like, I'm I know going when to... I wrote that when when I saw that. I, uh, hold on, uh, what did I write when I saw that? She, um, she's like, I'm going to make his entire bed filled with my scent, and then he and then like Demiurg is like, you know, he doesn't sleep right. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I wrote uh, Eins Dakiyamakura. This is the best show ever. Oh, okay. Craftwork gets turned on by a pile of bones just it like was him. That's pretty funny. That's you know what Craftwork relates fucking hard to that shit. He sees another skeleton on a body pillow. He goes like, "Yes, I wish that was fucking me. I wish that was me, boys." Relatable. I mean, skeletons are pretty gender neutral, all things considered. Oh my fucking. God. Shut the fuck. Oh my fucking up. god. Oh my fucking god. I'm so funny. No, no, you're really not. You make me sad. You both make me sad. I just, I'm just sad all the time. No, you're not. Shut up. You every fucking uh, Thursday. I know for a fact. You wake up and you jump out of bed and you're like, "Oh boy, can't wait to record the Weep Club." Because you know that coming and sitting in here with a Discord call with us for fucking two, one to two. You guys have had this conver- exact conversation Thursday, a dozen times. Gives you fucking happiness, and you like being in here. So every fucking Thursday, you're excited, and then you go, oh, I hate it here. Uh, when we all fucking know 
the commenters know, I know, Crafts knows, you know that you like being here and you enjoy it. So shut the fuck up. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, so I gave the show a five. Like, <laughs> like the children that he likes. Let's go. Well, no, I Look, just love like, that like, we've been talking about how interesting this show is and how like and the cool stuff go, it does. Five. And then Crash goes, we, five. Five. we didn't even talk I mean, about how the yeah, one shake with it's the stabby stabby sword. Stuff. I also think like after, you know, the setup, like it doesn't do as much with the interesting stuff as it could have. In my uh, yeah, but obviously it's an ongoing show. Maybe it'll I'll attach. To Are you excited work. to watch the next two seasons? I'm like I'm. That's what why it's a five and not like a four because I wasn't really like I was a little bored at the start, but like I was never uninterested. I guess on some level, mm-hmm. even if like there was no, there's nothing to emotionally grab me. There's nothing like I loved about it or even like exceptionally liked about it. It's just like you know the show. You know, it's like oh that was neat. Like you know, I just I just never had a strong reaction to anything. Like like you guys were like, oh no, those guys. I was like, well, I don't really care about those guys. And then they died. And it's like, well, I still don't really care. Like they're Crash fine. Crash Dorf you know? is fucking Einzo and Ghoul. That's why he's fucking like he's emotionally numb to everything. <laughs> fucking piece of shit. Oh my god. I don't know. You guys, Vindy, it's your turn because I know you forgot. Yeah, I no, fucking I fucking know. <laughs> you haven't forgotten in a while. I just thought it was funny. We, I haven't forgotten. Yeah. Fucking Did Vindy. I forget the first six months of the Weeb Club? Yes. Are we at a point now where I know my fucking order? No. Yes. You fucking. No. I didn't know if you were no. done with your fucking final thoughts. I know I go after Crashdorf, okay? Because it's now fucking Now he's doing a order. shitty laugh again. I'm doing a shitty laugh again now. Now I gotta hear this. For I gave the show a seven. I thought it was enjoyable. Oh. There were things I liked. Um, I didn't think it was perfect. You know, it has kind of ass ugly CG. Uh, but ultimately, it's got some ass know, though in it, though. It does have some ass. It's got some titties. It's got some hot fucking ladies. Um, Vindy really likes the one that turns into a lamprey. I mean, he does. He does. Like objectively, just not. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Uh, don't say yeah, baby. Like you're some kind of fucking. Yeah, uh, baby. Yeah. Austin Powers. Stop. I liked the show. You know, it's a seven. It was enjoyable. I'm really excited to see the next few seasons because I think that um, if seasons two and three really capitalize on what I liked about season one and like continue to be good, uh, I could. I, I I think you know, Overlord could be something really really good that I really enjoy. Uh, we have to see if it continues that idea or if it goes somewhere else. But I'm hopeful that it continues that idea as we at some point watch seasons two and three. And he really likes the one with the lamp. Shut the fuck Every up. single what individual the what? Too. She's not even my Slide favorite girl. If you ask, oh, Vindy, who's your favorite girl? Give us your final girl? thoughts, Stinky. I would say it's fucking Albedo because I'm smart. But you're over here. Oh, he looks Hey, so guys. Cool. So I gave Overlord a 7 out of 10. It's a pretty good show. The only reason it's not an 8 is because it's fucking ugly sometimes. Like, <laughs> And honestly, you know... Yeah, and also because there's no lollies. There's literally one in the show. She's there's not... literally one in the show. Um, does she count though? Uh, yes. Does she count though? Where are the scans? Show me the scans. <sighs> okay, thank you for Please listening to this, this argument. Weep Club. Concede this argument. Concede this argument, Vinny. 
Shut exactly. Me Easy clap. Fuck. Easy clap. Fuck. I win. You lose. Shut up. So anyway, guys, here's something Shut I gotta up. say. Right. Shut up. I found it very strange this episode. Right. That Vindy was talking about the appeal of step sibling porn, and you know. I made me fucking scared for my life. And then Krastroff is like, me empathize with Skeleton Dakimakura. And I was like, well, you know, life is just be like that sometimes, you know? It, it just really do be like that. And I and I regret How life. How are you just the worst person? You can't prove that. Show me the scans. Could exactly, you can't. <laughs> can't. <laughs> can't this shut the fuck up, what? Can't shut up, shut the fuck up. Argument. Holy shit, shut up, you dumb, you this. dumb motherfucker. You oh, stupid, toxic, oh my god, shut up, what? Anyway, thank you for listening. We'll <laughs> see you next time. He's gaslighting me, holy shit. He's not gaslighting you, it's not gaslighting when it's true. Well, you know that's not true, it's still gaslighting even if it is true. Anyway, I ended the recording. No, that's not, you're gaslighting me. If it is true, it is not gaslighting.